This message is a product of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. We thank you for engaging this conversation. Messages like this one are great resources to help us grow, but they cannot replace being a part of a local church. If you're not actively a part of a church, we encourage you to find one near you that fits you, visit it, and get involved. And we hope this message gives life to you today. Enjoy. in front of, of what we're doing and who we are and the kind of life that we're leading, the kind of legacy that's going to follow after that, that oftentimes then we assess it and sound like it. But see, it's not just for me the fact that I want my life to matter. I think we all have different aspirations to make our life matter. But here's the, the big question for me, the big concern is that I want my life to produce something that makes a eternal difference. I want my life to be a part of, of producing something that makes an eternal difference. I, I, I think that, that that's part of the value that in my life I've found in being a parent. And so you, you look at your kids and you go, there's something that's going to last beyond me that God uses me to make. Right? That's a pretty awesome thing. That even when that day comes that, that my last breath would be held, that there's something that will exist as a part of my faith even though that my life I think there's something deep within us that that wants to make a difference that will last beyond us. That we want to be a part of producing something that makes that difference. As a matter of fact, if I could talk a lot about what our lives are producing, a lot of conversation about what our lives are producing. The Bible calls what our life is producing As I was wrestling with this question and, and was sharing my notes, really I began to think about the fruit that our life produces. And I, I don't know if maybe, maybe you can identify with me in this way, that when I look at my life, there are some places in my life I feel like, man, it, it's, it's producing good fruit. There are things that are going on there that, that, that I'm, I'm excited about. I see God moving. I see the results that, that God has. And then there are places Say 
differently. While oak trees grow are, are very quickly and very close to the ground and they need a lot of water, pine trees are different. It's going to over the first couple of years going to be very significant what happens when that stuff passes because it's corroded to the ground to find the water source that it's going to need. You see, they're going to create a, a strong root system. They're going to rise up significant roots and you see that there. They will bend and bend and bend. They're going to grow over long different about a pine tree. Because the fibers that a pine tree has are stronger than the roots. So in a wind storm, you'll find a pine tree knocked down. Because their roots were so strong that they didn't break the, the tree that was around them. See, I think, again, we see clear lessons from the Bible. That we have to know the right kind of life to expect from the right See, I think oftentimes when we think about the fruit that our life is producing, we look at the fruit instead of looking at the person. We go to the, the couple that has the marriage that we want, and we go, hey, can you give me the, the two or three keys to having a marriage that's just like yours? That's what I want. I want a marriage that's just like yours. And we don't look at the person that we're looking at. We go to the family that's been successful financially, the, the businessman who's, who's done it right and built a business that's been very successful, and we go to them and we go, hey, can you, can you help me? Can you give me the, the steps to get to where you are? I just want a checklist so that I can finally land there. Can you help me? I want the fruit, but we don't understand the root. How many of y'all have ever known the guy who couldn't stay in a relationship, devoted his girl to wife to girl to wife to girl, and every time you're into a relationship, he can give you a laundry list of what's wrong with them. And you're sitting back going, man, don't you see? Problem is not in the fruit. The problem's in your roots. You ever known that person that you could keep it down? Always getting fired, always getting let go, two months here, two months there, two months here, two months there, and every time they leave, they tell you how bad it was and how horrible, and you sit back and you go, Richie, I hear you, but it's, it's not the tree's fault. places in our lives that we, we want to be married to something God would have us to be, we, we don't have a clue. I think that what Jesus is saying to us is that we can go beyond the root you are the root, I am the branch. And you can stay in me and you remain in me and bear much fruit. He's saying, listen, I'm, I'm the root. You're, you're the, the thing that exists between the fruit and the root. That's you. And if you can remain in me, if you can be planted in me, your life can be 
Christians, that's the first thing today. Let me give you three steps. We're, we're just going to teach the Bible today. Is that okay with everybody? I'm just going to teach the Bible. I'm going to give you three steps from the Scriptures to address the root problem in our lives. All right? Three steps to address the problems that exist in your roots. And the first step is this. You have to allow Jesus to be your root. You have to allow Jesus to be your root. The Bible calls him the vine. In other places in the scripture, we're going to look at that. The Bible calls Jesus the root. He is the root of an authentic life. If our lives are going to be the way that God intended them to be, they have to be rooted in him. Isaiah 11, 1. Isaiah is the book of the Bible that is prophetic. That means it's talking about things that are going to happen later. And there's more language in the book of Isaiah that deals with the coming Messiah, the coming Savior, Jesus. than perhaps exists in all the rest of the books that are prophetic. And I, I love this chapter, chapter 11, because it speaks directly to the, to the reality that Jesus is the root. Isaiah 11, 1. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of its roots. The house of Jesse is where King David lived. Jesse was a fast runner. David is prophesied multiple times as being the, the lineage of the coming Messiah. But here in Isaiah, Thousands of years after Christ, the Bible describes that out of the house of Jesse, there will come a branch that will be planted in its roots. This is an interesting thing, because we look at the reality of Jesus being our root, and we're going to find that not only is Jesus our root, but he's also the person that Jesus created humanity through the years. day there shall be a root of Jesse. You shall stand the root of Jesse, right? You shall stand and who shall stand as a banner to the people so that the Gentiles those who are far away from God shall see him and his resting place shall be glorious. That there would be a root. And as we go through these I'm going to show you that not only is this reality presented to us in, in the in the Old Testament but it's also presented Typically, again, in the New Testament, I want you to see that the Bible, God is God is gracious. He has given us a very a very clear picture of who He is. Revelation five five. One of the elders said to me, "Do not weep, for a lion has devoured both you and David." at the very end of the Bible, Revelation chapter 5, Jesus is speaking and he says, I am the root of the offspring of David. I bite See, some of us are experiencing things in life that we can't believe. I, I don't know why this keeps happening. 
I don't know why when I look at the fruit that my life is, is bearing, it's producing. I don't know why it keeps getting, I don't know why that my, I, I always feel broke and I feel like I'm getting in debt. I have no idea why I'm always dealing with drama with my BFF, right? I don't know. Well, when you have bad fruit, it comes because of that drama. When we don't have a fruit crisis, we have a root crisis where we think that we're in debt the average Hispanic and middle class Hispanic well beyond 100% of their monthly income. The reason that we have that is because we're not grounded and rooted and content in Jesus. The reason that we're not experiencing family love the way that, that God intended us for us to love our kids and love our spouses is because we're selfish in the way we love. Not loving the way that we would if we were planted in Jesus where we're graceful, forgiving. This, the, the root is the issue and we need to be planted and rooted in Jesus. The second thing that we need to do is we need to accept that we're the branches. We need to accept that we're the branches. Not a very glamorous thing. said in John 15, the verse right before, I'm the vine, you're the branches, he says, abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless
committed to their employee, right? I'm committed to them. I love this illustration from Henry Ford. Right, one of the Model T first went to the production line. There was a problem. There was one guy on the production line that for weeks was doing his job wrong. And there were cars that were being sent out that were faulty, 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 every single one. And they had to perform one of the first mass recalls in American manufacturing history. And in a press conference, Henry Ford was asked, what are you going to do with this guy? Are you going to fire him? He said, no, I'm not going to fire him. I just spent millions of dollars training him. But we don't live in a culture that does that any longer. The first sign of weakness or ineffectiveness Employees, is that included there? The first sign of trouble or even when it's committed to their employees, right? God says that you're going to bear fruit that will last, that will stand. You've got to be willing to stay committed. Are you willing to stay committed? Because the only way that our lives can bear fruit. The way to decide or describe what the fruit of our lives is, is supposed to look like, we call it the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, beginning in verse 23, says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace, uh, long-suffering, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. Let me just ask you, who bears the fruit? If, if we're they step back from the truck and they don't realize they're not bearing the fruit, do they see that fruit? This is the fruit that the Bible tells us that if we're rooted in Jesus, our lives will be fruitful. Is that what they've seen? probably the most difficult step is that we learn to trust the process to be results we trust the product to be results you know when John says to him when Jesus opens up this discourse on I'm the vine you're the branches he says this I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener I'm the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. You know, you're connected if there's a guy that went back and said, I'm going to go cut my hair today. I think he's going to be there. I think that's what you see in this passage. Jesus continues in verse 2 to say this about the gardener. That he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. The first thing that I see in this is that 
pessoas que vão olhar os diferentes
But God will do that. God will take down the hedge of rejection, put a hedge of shame, because he cares desperately about how you react. And God says, because of the vineyard, you will live. Because of the the vineyard is not producing what I've designed it to do, I will tear it down and let it be destroyed. Jesus in a few days is going to is going to be crucified. He's going to be crucified and let him live. There was a ram that was introduced to the vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug around it, and there was that same ram. When he rented the vineyard to some farmer, the ram tells us that God has already sent his messenger. He's talking about the prophets. Actually, the sown one, killed one. That is reference to Isaiah, Ezekiel, and Jeremiah. And then he sent more prophets, people to say, hey, you're getting it wrong. And the tenants treated them the same way. And finally, he said, I'll send my son. They'll at least
and we can understand, Lord, that the invitation of God is to be rooted in love. And if you're here today and you're the person that's been following Jesus, the question that we need to ask is, what is your to be the person that Jesus talked about when he said, abide in me and I in you. That's the only way you can bear fruit. Peter, go on to say in verse 6 that apart from me, you can do nothing. You ever looked at that phrase, nothing? You know what that means? No fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. But in John 1, 3, the Bible says, in him all things were made. Apart from him, Recognize the need for the lost and dying and suffering to come to Jesus. And we just ask you to shift our focus from the fruit. And God, let us by your grace and power bear fruit. Let us hear his word and let us bear fruit. But still, if everybody is with their head bowed, I, I just want to ask and pray for some people that are here specifically today. There are some people that you know who are in, who are in a struggle financially or God wants to produce in your life and it's not there, but you need his help because you know you need to stay to produce that fruit. God wants you to stay in his word. And if you need God's help today to stay so that you can wait on him to bear that fruit, raise your hand. I need God's help. God, help me stay. Help me stay in you. God, we just ask you for those hands that you've raised. God, bless them. Be with them. Strengthen them. Increase their resolve to put solely and focusing their heart in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been a production of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. For more information on our church, we encourage you to visit us online at vortexchurch.com.